Welcome to the Balance Boldly Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinfigpen. Always excited to be in the place with you. Listen, this is a very special episode for me for multiple reasons. One, because this woman is magnificent that I'm about to bring before you. Two, because she pointed out something that was really phenomenal when we connected and the way that we connected when she was listening as a listener of the BBP, which I'm always excited to say. And she was listening to a very special episode with me and my dear sister friend and mentor, Bobby Fodish, who we always love at the Balance Bully Podcast. For many of you who have been listening to the show, you know, I'm always raving about the ridiculous awesomeness that Bobby is. And then I got to professionally stalk this woman that we're going to talk to today. (laughs) Let me just say that I was beyond impressed. I want you to like underline beyond for so many reasons. So many reasons. So Elena Dacus, she went from having personal mindset issues and limiting beliefs that many of us can relate to being minimized by her peers, you know, subjected to all kinds of things that happens when you work in male-dominated industries, to becoming one of the youngest and only females across the world's largest boardroom tables to hold her own. Elena bought and sold over 50 companies valued at $10 billion and beyond, underscore beyond that. And she is now a highly sought after high ticket sales expert. Elena, welcome to the Balance Bowley podcast. How are you today? I am so well. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely joy to be here. Yes, absolutely. You, you, you know, I have been looking for this opportunity to sit with you today for multiple reasons. The way you connected, the fact that you were intuitive enough to point out like, mm-hmm, she talked to a lot of great and amazing people, but it's this one right here, this particular one I have to point out. And it made so much sense because of what you and Bobby happen to do in the world. So I would love for you to share a little bit about the work that you're doing and how it's helped you create your work life and love balance today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, um, it's, yeah, so lovely to be here. And yeah, thank you so much for an incredible introduction. It's an absolute joy. I've certainly had a journey to come to the place in my life right now. And I'm so excited and so honored to be supporting female entrepreneurs and women in general to really live their best life, to create the businesses of their dreams and go beyond what they think it's even possible. And as you rightly said, I, someone who was brought up with all sorts of limited beliefs, mindset issues. In fact, when I was 10 years old, I was told the best thing I can be by my teacher, and that was my teacher at school, uh, the best thing I could ever be would be a secretary at a local factory. And I remember the feeling when that happened was that someone just put this cap over my head, over my all potential. And then fast forward years later, I remember sitting in the boardroom and thinking about that day and the moment and how my life would have been so different if I listened and believed that woman. 
Yeah. And I think that really goes into my why and why I do what I do and why I'm so passionate about supporting women. Um, it's just, I believe we need female leadership. We need female leadership from all races, from all backgrounds, from all religions to be represented. I think the world needs it. And sadly, if we look at the statistics, it's only like something like 12% of all female-run businesses ever reach six-figure mark. And I think that's shocking. And I'm on the mission to help women really set up incredible businesses and create this incredible impact, create this purpose and drive in the world. And that's why I do what I do. I really support women with high ticket sales and really creating consistent cash flow in their business. Because I believe once we they have the consistent cash flow, everything else opens up. They can recruit a team. They can have some staff supporting them around family, which you talked around balance and how important that is for women to have support around them. And there's just so many things open up once they have that. And that's why I'm so honored to be doing this work. And yeah, it's just, it's a joy. No, that makes a lot of sense. And as you were talking and I I heard the statistics that you said around 12%, That really hurts my heart. As a woman who has been in business for over 11 years, which is over a decade at this point, and a professional for 20-some years before that, I remember those first really daunting few years of our business where it was incredibly challenging to have any version of balance that I could create with young kids. My kids are adults now, but young kids at the time. Um, my husband and I owned the business, but he still had his own separate dreams. So we had those visions that needed to complement each other and not compete against each other. And finances was a huge challenge, especially when we weren't, we were not invoicing our worth for what we brought to the table, for what we knew we could do. Amen. Right. Like I saw your face. You're like, yes. And it does make a difference in terms of what you can provide for your family, not just on the basic safety, security, food, clothing level, but to free yourself up and be able to have space to delegate, whether that's to your team, when you're ready, you have the capital, consistent capital to to build into that, or even to get some help at home, for some of the things that you're trying to do and the running around that needs to happen with the little people, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so important. I think what you've just mentioned is really key. This women have this tendency, tendency, unfortunately, undervalue their worth. Um, they find it difficult to charge high rates. That's why, you know, I'm a high ticket sales coach. And that mm-hmm. is for a reason. Uh, that is for a reason. I think women more than ever really struggle with that. You know, the, ch- the questions I always get, is it okay to charge this? Would someone pay this? Is it too much? Right. And I'd love to have this conversation especially for people listening, because high ticket and charging for your worth is really about changing mindset around it. It's really about attracting different kind of buyers. It's attracting high ticket buyers. And it's not nothing to do with you as an expert, as a coach, as a consultant, or whatever the service would be. It actually has to do more with a client. So for our listeners, I invite you to think about that perspective, that it actually is about attracting a more mature client, a client that's ready to invest in themselves. They believe they're worth it. And I think that's the difference. And I think once we think about that, that's really helping to really shift that perspective. Because 
creating that financial independence is important. As you say, it what allows women to have the balance, what allows them to get the support as well. Absolutely. Is when you were going through the ranks and shifting paradigms, because that's officially what you were doing as a woman yeah. in business who refused to play small, or even if at one point you, you were in that element, you refused to stay playing small. Yes. Did what you have converted to now where you pivoted, did it help you be more at peace with not only the work you do, but the way you do it so that it freed you up to have the love and joy and fun and play that you can in your personal life? Or did you feel like you worked really, 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 really hard and it was all hustle for you in the beginning and you really couldn't enjoy it until you made the money first and then you were able to play? Like what showed up for you in your, your process, your journey? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And I think there's, um, you know, it's always like, it's like a dance. You know, people mm -hmm. talk about the balance and I love how you talk about balance. But for me, it's a really around dance. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not, it's not something that's just stable that stays the same. I think for different stages of your life, the kids are older, the kids are younger. It's going to be a dance. This is the times where your partner needs more attention. Maybe he needs less attention. Your business needs more attention. Maybe now he needs less attention. So the way I think of it, I think of it as a dance. And I think for me what works and what works always learning always can get better this is one of those areas in life where we're always striving to improve but I think it's having a sense of which part of your life needs more attention now and where is the move needs to happen sometimes it's the kids like for example for my boys I have two boys six and eight and they're still young and I need to be present at the events and doing all those things and that is important and that is a choice I make yeah. that you know that is my priority so it's always about your priorities I think first and foremost yes certain things in business might not happen but I'm okay with that mm -hmm. um, but also I'm extremely ambitious have always been my business is my purpose and a passion and I love what I do so it's uh, it's having that balance so it's yeah. a dance I think it, uh, balance is a difficult one because balance kind of uh, we think of scales like it's equal mm -hmm. well sometimes it's not equal sometimes it's just your movement. Yeah, a thousand percent. I completely agree. Um, I love to make up words and redefine words that already exist. <laughs> and balance was one of those for me. I created a formula for it, which for me, it's admitting the truth of what you really want in your life over the boundaries that you can create to achieve that truth as reality. And those boundaries yeah, have to yeah. be in those different areas to your point, because it is very fluid. So as you were speaking, Elena, I saw the formula, like the math, like a cartoon becoming a woman and dancing, which is literally what I saw. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. I absolutely sense. love that. And I love your, I love your thinking around it because I think it's really powerful. It's really powerful formula. And I think the work that I do, especially with women, I think one of the balance and kind of asking different questions, not about can I work harder right. to make more money? Because the thing is, this is what we conditioned. You see, when we were growing up, and I think for all of us goes around the world, we've been taught work hard, you will be rewarded. It's people that work hard, get the money. Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is, if you think about, is that true? How many people do we know that work so hard, harder than all of us right. and absolutely broke? 
So right. just the amount of effort, the hustle, the has nothing to do with the financial reward. And how many examples do we know of people that hardly ever work and are multimillionaires? Mm-hmm. Listen, you are preaching to the choir. I cannot express how much our business shifted when I stopped hustling inside of it. When we, about nine years ago, I tried to do it in in our first year, but I wasn't ready. I had the limiting beliefs that we were talking about earlier. My mindset wasn't conditioned to appreciate that I was ready and I didn't have to get ready, but I was still holding myself back. And then a, a few years later, so about nine years ago, I started being very consistent with these six week sabbaticals that I call self lovecation that happen every year in the summer. And then at the end of the year, I do an 18 to 21 day winter solstice. So that's roughly nine to 12 weeks a year, depending on how we shake it out around the holidays. And that giving myself permission to play, to slow down, to rejuvenate, to be intentionally selfish, giving myself that as well as any of the company members that we had on staff at the time, that same opportunity, it literally increased our business two and a half times in the beginning and then even more as time went over and really and you know immersed ourselves into the understanding that it's not about working harder it's working smarter with your worthiness at the forefront of everything that you're doing right I love yeah. that I absolutely love that and I think this is so powerful I always say rest is work Rest is work. Your most creative ideas will come when you're resting. And actually, what I loved about what you just talked about is asking a different question. You see, powerful questions create powerful results. So one of the things that I work with women is I help them sell out their service. Sell out their service in just one 45-minute presentation. And it really came from asking a different question. It came from a different question is instead of hustling, instead of working all hours, instead of working as hard as you can, what if we can flip it on his head? What if in just one hour, the most, you know, one hour you can create powerful sales and actually reduce this hustle, reduce this effort, reduce this work, what that would look like. And this is really came from my merchant acquisitions background where I saw successful companies were doing that. And I remember first time I saw it, I was, my mind was blown. I actually remember this day. It was, uh, it was a really kind of heavy period of my life. I was still breastfeeding. My kids were young. And I remember like I'm in the toilet cubicle somewhere pumping breast milk. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen my baby for six months. And then on that day, I have to speak to a founder of this company. Her name was Emily. And I remember trying to book a meeting with her at midday. And her secretary goes, well, we're going to really struggle this week because Emily only works from 10 o'clock in the morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. She has four children and she does all the drop-off and pick-up herself. And outside of those boundaries, outside of those hours, you cannot have a meeting with her. And we were working on the divestment of her company. And I was like, this is unbelievable. At that stage, and this is a multi-million, million dollar business at that stage i've never seen anything like it and then going through getting to know her becoming really good friends this is what she did she used one powerful message one powerful presentation and then selling out her service and then that allowed her asking a different question how can i do this creating a very different type of results Mm. and yeah it's amazing that is amazing on multiple levels the fact that she was able to be potent 
and more powerful in a concise amount of time. Not only did it free her personally up from having to do all the, you know, the time blocks that we're taught to do, right? A time block for sales, a time block for connection, a time block for service, like all the time blocks, but it allows her to really enjoy which she had put so much blood, sweat, and tears in the beginning before she got to that place of understanding that it didn't have to look like that behind the curtain of of all the things. She didn't have to be the wizard with eight arms (laughs) sticking out (laughs) to figure out how to manage all the pieces. Well, this is it. This is it. And it's asking if this is, this is where I think is really powerful to ask a different question is, uh, if you think about how to create sales, actually, most people, when they buy high ticket, especially, they have to have a life experience to hear someone speak, maybe on stage, maybe during the summit, maybe during a webinar, maybe during a challenge. You go through this life experience with a speaker. You're blown away by them. And this is what happens. They change your perspective. You're connected to their values, their energy. And then if they're able, which is what we teach in all our clients, if they're able to create this powerful demand and desire inside of the audience that by the end of it your audience feel like oh my word I need to be in this woman's world I need to work with her I need to buy her programs without her even selling or pitching anything and that's the power and the beauty of that is then people that come into your world for your business are people that are connected based on your story, on your values. And this becomes a really beautiful relationship that actually everyone who you work with, you really enjoy and love spending time with yes. because you share something really important. You share connection based on values. And yes. I think that's key. It is key. When you have clients that become your people, you love waking up to play with them because I, I really do feel like no matter how challenging the layers and the minutia of your work is, it should still be play for you in your way. It makes a huge, huge difference. I work with power couples and married women entrepreneurs. And I have to tell you, I love waking up to play with my families. Like it is amazing from shaking maracas when they have an orgasm to being able to really enjoy. <laughs> The wonderful emotional intimacy that they've deepened and established at a new height. It is fun. Like it brings my vibration up, which spills over to my husband, my kids, my grandkids, because I'm a grandmom now, like in all the other places, relationship intimacy 360 goes up for me because I enjoy the work. And it, to your point, it makes a huge, huge difference when you've attracted your people to you. That's right. Attracted your people. And it's so powerful. And how, how, I mean, how satisfying, fulfilling for you that you are truly living out your purpose. I mean, imagine yes. the difference that you make in people's life. I mean, what is more important than relationship, the intimate relation? That's the foundation of our happiness together with work, together with passion. But that's such a powerful journey. And I mean, the impact and the imprint you're living on the world is frankly is incredible. Yeah, thank you. And I couldn't even imagine doing it any other way. I don't even know why it took me so long to wake up <laughs> to it, <laughs> which is a yeah. whole nother. Mm-hmm. 
But it's powerful, isn't it? I think that's waking up. And I think a lot of probably people listening right now are also thinking, what is my thing? What is my thing that will light me up to the core that I feel like this is what I was put on this planet to do? And it is such a profound question to ask. And actually, the way I discovered it, it was interesting. I did this exercise. And for anyone listening, they might find this helpful. Is um, I did this exercise where I have actually thought about my death out of all things. Yes. It's the eight years old birthday. And I fast forward. Imagine what if I'm eight years old today and I look back at my life and I look back and what is that I want my life to look like? And then the fear, my biggest fear in life is really then having two versions of my life. One version that took all the chances, went out, took all the risks, did everything that the life offered me. And then there's other version that played small, that played hidden, was afraid of judgment, was afraid of others. And really for me, that was the turning point. And actually, what version do you want to live? Like we are true creator of our lives and this is one life we're living. Which one would we choose so that we can look back with pride, with joy and a sense of fulfillment when we're eight years old? No, I love that. And I do a, a similar exercise with our power couples. You and I will talk about it offline, but I'm curious. So something that comes up a lot when we talk about the ambitious women in business and those few brave men that are listening to us right now and some of the challenges, especially if they have a premium or luxury level service or product where they could absolutely request an investment that's high ticket or above, the challenge typically is at the forefront, it's supposed to be something as simple, let's just say, as a powerful and potent 45-minute conversation that sells the service or product. But then behind the scenes, they feel like, oh, but that that's where I get duped because of other coaching programs or incubators or whatever that I've joined where they're like, yeah, this is what you do on the front end, but we need 55 pieces of content and a hundred email sequences and, you know, a thousand phone calls for what, you know, whatever, like all these additional layers that that pulls them into a, a free state of analysis paralysis where they're like, oh, see, I can't do this. This throws my balance off again. I, you know, it's no way it can't possibly, right? Like we get in our heads. It can't possibly be this simple. And I know that you get this question from prospects who haven't come into your magical world yet. Um, how do you, how does your company handle that? Yeah. what, What I believe in, and I believe your business needs to be very simple. And it's key. I think simplicity is really underrated. And we look for complexity. We want it to be complex. We want it to be difficult. And I think part of that comes from this belief that we talked about earlier is that we kind of subconsciously, we expect it to be difficult. Well, it must be difficult for us to make a lot of money. What if it can be very simple? So I actually think the business needs to be as simple as possible. It's something like a simple opt-in page into your webinar or your masterclass, a powerful presentation that takes your clients on the journey, introduces them through this process, creates this huge demand and desire for your service that by the end of it, they're ready to make uh, a buying decision. So really simple, you know, very powerful. It doesn't need to be complex. It doesn't need to be complex funnels. It doesn't need to be 100 emails. You can do if that's what you desire. But I would challenge people to say, let's make it simple. Because the reality is, if you think about yourself or anyone else listening, 
it's sometimes you hear someone speak on a stage and you're like, wow, I just want to work with them. And then you hug them, you raise your hand, you send a DM, you send an email or whatever the instruction is. And you say, hey, what have you got going on? How can I work with you? You are solving exactly the problem I need a solution for. The way you talked about what you described resonated with me. What are you, how can I work with you? How can I buy your service? This is what all my clients get. They start getting messages like that after those conversations. And then it's, a, it's nothing difficult. You just, you just have a conversations with human beings and take them further steps of how they can purchase your stuff. Absolutely. Relationship management. At, that's, at the end of the day, it comes down to not just the connecting, but following through to your point and having those engaging conversations where you show up fully as yourself. I can, I can vouch for everything that Elena is talking about right now. I have not worked with you directly, but I know what you're saying is nothing but the truth because it has happened to me time and time and time again. I just thought I was having a good old conversation on a panel or speaking on a stage or jumping on a clubhouse and answering a question. And then people would send me voice notes. Listen, how do I get to you? What can I do? And then of course, it's just a matter of vetting, especially if you haven't had them come into a direct strategic 45 minute, right? Uh, conversation, but it definitely can work and does work. And I'm sure it works even more specifically, like dialing in like a smart bomb that's targeting your best impact Target. on every level when you're working with someone like, like Elena, who's clearly really narrowed down the messaging and what needs to be in it. Because that was something I saw when I was professionally stalking you, as you were talking a lot about the importance of rising above the noise and not just getting pulled into what everyone else is doing and, and all the things, but really being a disruptor by literally being different and not doing what everyone yeah. else is doing. I'm a big believer in that craft in your own lane. And this is what we do with all the clients, because the truth is uh, you're the only person like unique in the world with your experiences, with your perspective, with your unique background. And especially in the personality type business, it's about crafting your own lane that there is no competition because you're the category of one. You're the only right. person that can provide this unique set of services with your signature program, a signature course, a signature experience. So there is no competition. Yes. And once we have that perspective, and it's almost like a tunnel vision on your goals, on your lane, you're driving a car on an empty road. You're going in the direction of your dreams. Nobody else's. There's no one to watch, compete, look. This is your road. And uh, yeah, I truly believe that. And I think I loved what you said earlier as well, which I think is really important. You said vetting people. And yeah. I think that's really key because part of the process is also for you, especially if this is relevant for coaches, experts, consultants, is for you to pick your people that you want to work with. This is not, you know, the service, and that's why it's high ticket. It's not for everybody. This is, right. I call this kind of a place of sacred transformation is your program. And it's guarded by the price. The price yes. is a gateway. It certainly doesn't allow everyone to enter it. And, you know, for a lot of people, if you feel like, actually, we, I don't want to work with this person. We just, it's not going to be a great relationship and the energy isn't good. I'm just not enjoying that. And that is a right answer. Just yes. also say, actually, no, I choose my clients as well as they choose me. It's a very much like a relationship, in fact. 
Absolutely. I a thousand percent agree. I tell people all the time, it's dating. You are dating, dating. with your clients, right? You're dating with potential power partners that are your peers yes. and colleagues. You're also dating when you're really dating. It's all dating at the end of the day. <laughs> it's, dating. it's dating is the best example for it. it's, it's dating. It's exactly it. A hundred percent. I have so many questions and I could talk to you forever. And I know it's really important for everyone listening to get an idea of what a woman like you who sat at the world's largest tables and done all of the dealings you've done and still showing up every day to impact and leave imprints in this world. How are you giving yourself permission to pause? Yes. Well, as I say, I see rest as work. So rest is really important because I know one thing. If I'm not feeling my best, if I'm not feeling rested, rejuvenated, and I'm not feeling great, I cannot be a good mother, I cannot be a good ma- wife, and I cannot be a good CEO. It just does not happen. If I, if I, My energy is my most important priority. My well-being, actually, is my number one priority, probably even higher than the kids, because I know I have to put an oxygen mask on myself first before I can put it on my children. And I certainly learned that the hard way because I've been at the stage where I was burnt out doing everything for other people. And it's just meant that I wasn't, I was just really not the best version of myself. So my well-being is a priority. I meditate every day. I exercise every day. I go to sauna every day before bed. And that's my self-care routine. That's just non-negotiable. And I know that's like my health optimization in general is really important to me. I am someone that I uh, love yoga. I love retreats. I love supplements. And my mental well-being, pausing, sitting in silence is really key. And I know I have a better day. I have a better week. I have a better life. It just if I do those things. Yeah, 100%. You are definitely speaking to someone who resonates very high with that. I literally teach everyone to be intentionally selfish so they can create that spaciousness, fill up themselves, work on themselves, do their own personal transformation. So it spills over into every other area in their life from the bedroom all the way to the boardroom. So I'm with you. And I think, and I think that's really important. I think especially for relationships. I think especially yes. for relationships. And actually, it's one of those things I realize that is in a way you have to love yourself first fully yes. and get to know yourself. And that's been for me a journey, an over 20-year journey. I was someone who, you know, I was interested in the mid-20s. I had all sorts of panic attacks and anxiety. And when I started working with a mindset coach and I had just trying to get, why is that happening with me? Why am I so anxious? Why do I have panic attacks? And I remember she asked me this question. She said, well, how do you feel? And it's, it might be mind-boggling for some, but for me, that was I didn't know how to answer it mm-hmm. because I've never really a- asked that question to myself. I really lived until my mid-20s not being aware of my internal world. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just what happens. We leave other, other people's expectations, other people's expectations we need to think about. So for me, it was a journey getting to know myself. Who am I? What do I love? Why do I love me? And building that love with myself first. Because when you can love and be fully complete and fulfilled in your own being, I think you can be a much better partner. And even in the relationship and as a married woman, I think... 
it's our responsibility to make ourselves happy first. Yes. You know, when our happiness depends on other people fulfilling us, I feel like that's a dangerous place to be because it is not their responsibility. It's not my husband's responsibility to make me happy. That's right. I need to be, uh, my. it's my responsibility to articulate my needs and in a way articulate that clearly, calmly and have the conversation, but it's not his responsibility to make me happy. I can't agree with you more. You're a hundred percent spot on. It is a literally a recipe for resentment, which creates a whole ripple, right? Of so many other issues that absolutely will impact you if you happen to be a ambitious woman who's running her own business, or even if you're an ambitious woman who's a part of a conglomerate that you're helping to grow, that's someone else's business. It does impact you in every area, a thousand percent. Oh, Elena, how can people connect with you and get more because they are captivated and pulled in by you being able to serve them well into the next level and version of themselves? Yes, yes. Well, I have a podcast, Bossy Heels by Elena Dacus. So we publish episodes every week and yeah, subscribe to it. It feels like a private coaching sessions. I sometimes share more on my podcast than I share with my family and my husband. So it's a, it feels a really always intimate. And of course, on Instagram at Bossy Heels Club, we share lots of valuable insights. I go live. I love to hang out there and connect with people in the DMs. And we do have a group coaching program for female entrepreneurs when we really develop this 45-minute presentation, develop the overall messaging strategy for your business, but by the end of it, you know exactly what to say, how to say it so that people raise their hand and say, I need to buy your stuff. Yeah, I love that. Oh, thank you so much for coming to play with us, for sharing your message, your story, your truth, and really honestly, just being transparent enough to help all of the women and those few brave men that are listening to the show really know that it doesn't have to be hard, that it can be so much more good in their life, so much more fluid, so much more flow if they keep it simple. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here and it's just uh, absolutely honored to be here in your space, in your energy. And yeah, I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you. Balance Bowley listeners, I told you 2022, we were not coming to play. So no matter what time of year or day or hour you are hearing this episode, I need you to do two things for me that I ask at the end of every show, because we have the most amazing feature experts. And Elena Dacus was no different on any level. She is playing at a high game and she did not come to be in the reindeer game mix of crazy that everyone else is whining in. So if you want to rise above it, I asked you first to make sure you follow her and share this episode with someone in your ecosystem that can benefit from it. That is all number one. Number two, I want you to enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly. 